Welcome to episode nine of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, but mostly woke perspective. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Speaker, I'm sorry, Spreaker and Stitcher, as well as iHeartRadio. So I'm Sean. I'm nine, and um, this goes out to all the baby mamas, 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 baby, baby mamas, 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 mamas. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, so I guess, what are we going to call this episode? We do this every time. I don't have a name. Me either. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm happy to say that we will not be talking about blank. This is a blank free episode, so we will not be talking about him or any of his ratchetness. So moving forward, we got some other ratchet we want to talk about. Who is that we want to talk about now? Man, we got to get into Azealia Banks. Um, mm-hmm. Lord, she she was <laughs> she was on the Breakfast Club uh, this week or last week, and uh, DJ Envy brought up some comments that she'd made about Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she called her an untalented rat. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also said that Cardi B is a caricature of a black woman and that her loud and boisterous behavior gets a pass because she's light skinned. Mm. Mm. Now, this is the same chick that wore uh, panties and a, and a bomber jacket. Girl. <laughs> to, the, to, to the award show, right? And she had her ashy ass cheeks out. I'm like, did they not have lotion anywhere? Pretty <laughs> much. So you know, and, and truth be told, until all of this came out, I really didn't hear. I've heard more about her antics, you know, whether it was, you know, what's the white dude who I think she might have been dating? Uh, the gladiator dude, the, the actor. I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, gained a lot of weight. Oh, anyway. is it from Australia? Yes. Okay, I can't think of his name, but I know you're talking about. God damn it, we're old. Why can't we think of his name? I don't know. I okay, oh, white guy. But you know, I guess she has something going on with him. She, you know, I think a part of her act is to cause the controversy. So I never listened to any of her music until mm-hmm. this past weekend. You know, and I, I mean, I'm gonna say it's it's not that bad. You know, I don't know where she from. Is she from New York? But she has she's, she's from Harlem. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely I got that flavor about, you know, you can you could hear it in the music. I mean, it's not half that bad for whatever reason. Her career has not taken off. But for her antics, you know, outside of the music, you know, you're always hearing something. Um, you know, she's an agitator. And I don't know if that's mm-hmm. an act or if that's really her, if that's the bipolar, you know, because I'm I'm quick to look at this like there's some kind of mental thing going on with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what? I've I've listened to I actually like her music though. I've listened to like um her last CD she had, and she has a very eclectic sound. It's like she has hip hop, yes. she has like house music. I like it. And then you know she was in that movie with RZA called Beats Lot Life and Rhymes or something. I, I saw it on Netflix. I, I saw it. I saw it advertised on Netflix, and I wanted to watch it. So was it good? Yeah, and I, I watched it twice. I actually I like her. I mean, I it's like something about her that I do like. She's she's a decent actress. Um, it was a decent movie. Um, there was some controversy around it because that was produced by RZA, and mm-hmm. I think the guy that we were talking about was Russell Crowe. He was the gladiator, yes, right? Exactly. Right. Gladiator. So there was an incident where uh, the RZA took her to Russell Crowe's house and whatever happened, Russell Crowe uh, spit on her. Mm. And 
and then from that it caused like dissension between her and Riza. So and that was around mm. the time that the, the movie was being released. So they didn't have a proper release. It kind of bombed at the um in the box office. And then, you know, in the movie, Common was in the movie. Um what's the chick from Philly? The singing chick from Philly. Um uh, heavy set. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, man. with a stank attitude. Yeah, uh, Jill know. Scott. Jill Scott. Jill, so you know, so it's all these musical people that are involved in this movie, but there's no soundtrack. Ugh. So you know, so that whole controversy between with, with them just kind of tanked the movie. But it it always seems like there is something, always a story following her. Like she's always agitating something, mm-hmm. and just you know. So, but, but anyway, so with this situation with Cardi B. It's like I kind of can understand where she's coming from. However, it's like you can't fault Cardi B for what the industry is. Right. You know, you can't fault her for that. And um, and it's to me, it's it's, it's just can she just focus on her music versus she always can't. trying to? She can't. And that's the. Know. I mean, it sounds like she's a little. She's she's out of there. And you know, and I I list. I read her response. Meaning, I read. Azalea Banks's response to Cardi B. And, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was actually very thoughtful to me and very, very well put, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of one sister to another, but Mm -hmm. coming from the wrong person, I don't think Azalea Banks is in a position to say half of what she said. Did you, did you read it? You know, I read it. I read it. And I, I kind of, I understood what she was saying because, um, it, it sparked several conversations about colorism, um, who's defined as black, because I've, I I read on certain different platforms where they were like, you know, well, Cardi B is not black. And and other people are like, well, why isn't she black? Because I think people have this thing when, when you say black in their mind, they just think it's black Americans yeah, or African-Americans. Black, right. but, you know, well, Cardi B's um, never denied her blackness. She, she hasn't denied her blackness. And I think people, I don't know, people just don't really understand how the uh, African diaspora works. I think that's what it is. You know, um, and I and I think people just kind of get stuck on this whole black thing, meaning thinking it's just black Americans. But, you know, they're they're black Hispanics, you know. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of black Hispanics. So um, it sparked a lot of conversations about that. But it also, on one end, I kind of agree with Azalea Banks. Um, but on another token, it sounded very closely to respectability uh, politics, where she's like, what, but what she's saying is black women should should be this way, you know, X, Y, and Z. And if someone acts as if acts the way Cardi B acts, then they don't deserve the spotlight or the success or, you know, this is not how a black woman should act. And so that part I just don't agree with because we're not a monolith, you know, we're not monolithic. We right. black women are are we come in all different shades of social uh backgrounds, economic backgrounds. Um we're flavorful and you know, you just can't pigeonhole mm-hmm. us, you know. Yeah, especially as you're like, what are you talking about with your butt cheeks on the on the um on the, on the red and carpet? The, What's going the on? funny thing is that she's policing how Cardi B is is uh you know her her personality, and then you know later in this conversation she has this story about how she was in a bar in New York and she gets pissy drunk. She brings this white dude to her to her um <laughs> to her uh, hotel room and she's dancing around naked and she claims that he drugged her. I'm like, she's just, she's just all over the place. I just, 
I really think she needs some sort of therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really That's do. That's what it comes down to. Well, I, I, what do you think about Cardi B deleting her Instagram in response to the the verbal throws back and forth between her and Azalea Banks? I think it was a smart move because, you yeah. know, she's in her third trimester of pregnancy. She doesn't need to focus on this this energy that uh, Azalea is throwing her way. You know, this is a, a, an important time in her pregnancy. Um, she doesn't need any stress. And, and I think she said her piece and she just needs to kind of pull back. Not every not every fight deserves energy. You know, you know that's, okay. Well, that's a good response. I didn't think of it that way, you know, in terms of she's pregnant and, you know, the energy that's coming from it. I, at first, I honestly, I thought it was a kind of like a cowardly move. Like, don't let anybody steal your joy and get mm-hmm. you to close your account down because of some words. But yeah, I agree with that, too. But at the end of the day, who the fuck is Azalea Banks? You know what I'm saying? And, at, you know, her health is most important. I'm not saying that's the reason why she shut it down. But, you know, if that if that's part of the reason, then I agree with it. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <sighs> Moving on, Azealia, but I, Azealia, um, well, you said you listen to her music. I mean, I actually like. I think if she would focus more on her music career, mm-hmm. she'd actually be in a in a in a much better position. Um, because, so you know, she, you could definitely tell there's a little is a little drop of talent there. But anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I I read something something that caught my eye. So, according to Young Thug. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, no. but he and Future got each other's names tattooed on them. So. I did. I thought that was I thought that was very sweet and sentimental for this couple. Are they a couple? Are they they booed up? I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Is that what Are they coming Wait. out? So the quote. <laughs> this is okay. So I have to I have to speak. So the quote that he says, "Man, me and this nigga got each other's names tatted on us." That's how I feel. It's forever. <laughs> Where where is the tats? Are the tats on their butt? Where's the tats? Where's the tats? It might as well be on their neck. I don't know. Um, Kiss your name on my neck. I I mean, I don't know if this is like a joke. And considering all of the, um, well, you know, well, you know, Young Thug. I mean, you know, he's 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 has a a a passion for dresses and and skirts Mm -hmm. and um you know, the like and bows and all that stuff. So I don't know. That just threw me for a loop. Cause I, I found, I thought future, I mean, I don't know what, okay. So, all jokes so, aside. Does this mean that him and baby broke up? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a question. I'm serious. I'm asking the question. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess we had a love triangle on our hands. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm taken aback by this. Like, who does this? Like, who are these new dudes out here? Who are these? Who are these people? What? Where? These, these is are new niggas right here. <laughs> Take them back to the store, then, please. God damn it! I hope you got your receipt. I'm so, I'm so sick of this. Like, this is, this is for real, y'all. Y'all got? Did y'all go together and put your name? I don't. I wouldn't even put the name of my significant other on my body. I just mm. poor Sierra. That's your baby daddy. Poor Sierra. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I feel okay either way. Her and Russell, yeah, running up and down the field. So yeah, I just thought that was um that was interesting. So I guess they're you know lo- um I don't know what do you call that when you when just you solidifying had... their bond. Mm. So okay. I get I 
I don't know. They have to explain this because I can't explain it. I well, he said it. He's like, that's how we feel. <laughs> but how? What does that mean? <laughs> how you like feel like a friendship feel or? He said it's forever. Would you okay. tattoo? Would you tattoo my name on you? <laughs> so in case you know, I, I love you like my sister. However, <laughs> no, I don't, even have, I don't even have my mama's name tattooed on me. <laughs> so upset. I'm like, I would never put my child's name on me. I just no. So I'm not big on tattoos. I, I like some tattoos, um, mm. but I'm just, it's just not my thing. You know, I'm tatted up, but that was from. Are um, you? Yeah, you have tattoos. I have like five tattoos, but yeah. this is when I thought it was cute. And that was the way to go. Now, if I could, I probably would remove most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I there's a I had a funny I had a funny story about a, t- a tattoo, but anyway, I have to tell it another time. Anyway, um, yeah, so so they're booed up, and um, I wish them the best. You know, you know, congratulations. You know, look at God. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, moving on, so Spotify has canceled R. Kelly. About time. Mute, okay, so the Mute Kelly movement has um, been a force to be reckoned with. So they've canceled. Mm-hmm. So, so you're you're for it. They've I've heard he's been taking off a couple of news uh, some news station uh, news stations, uh, music uh, radio stations as well. Yeah, Tom Joyner um, is taking him off. Which I'm like, Tom Joyner, you've been playing this dude for 20 years. Now you're about to retire and you want to take him off your playlist. Come on, Tom Joyner. You had 20 years to do that. Now your old ass is retiring. But I'm for it. I'm for it. You, you know how I feel about R. Kelly. He disgusts yeah. me. I'm, he disgusts me. You know, I had a friend that was playing, you know, we had a real good conversation because he was playing the music over, over the weekend, some of R. Kelly's songs. And I'm like, it's, it, it's hurtful because you're listening to this man and... Mm. I it's still like there's a there's a memory for the music. I love the music, but I cannot I just I can't stand it. And it was like turn like my flesh was as my grandmother said, my flesh crossed. Like it just turned my stomach mm-hmm. just hearing his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think that's that's what's happening now. Like I can't I can't even I can't even deal with it. You know, whether they are allegations and I mean it's 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 so many and it's so much. Um and this man has got gotten away with with this for so many years mm-hmm. that I just I can't um I, I, I I'm not on board anymore. So, you know, big ups to Spotify for yeah um for moving forward now. You and know. he has a concert in I think North Carolina. He had one this weekend, I believe. Oh, I wonder how that was. I don't know. Oh, it's still going to see this man. I just don't get it. But anyway. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then uh Emily B and Fab are back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, let me like, not laugh. Let me not laugh. This is I, I think what serious. we are seeing is um, you know, it's the cycle of abuse. Yeah. And you know, you could say what you want to say. I heard he had his first, he probably got a rain. Um, his first um, court appearance, I guess, last week, and she was there in support of him. And, you know, I'm willing to bet money. I think what we're going to see in this, and this is the legal side, is they're probably going to get married if they haven't eloped or... or I think they're married. Anyway, okay. You know, because because then, you know, she's allowed to assert the marital privilege, and she won't have to testify against him in court. She won't be compelled to testify if they're married, because you can't force a a spouse to testify against the other other spouse. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what gonna happen what's gonna happen. But I also think you know what 
throws the monkey wrench in this case, if that is the route that she or they decide to go, is that they had witnesses there. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, if those witnesses are subpoenaed to come to court, plus they got the videotape, um, you know, that's that's another issue. So even if she did not testify, and a lot of times in these um, abuse cases, if you don't have a witness, it's usually a he said, she said. And if, mm-hmm. if one doesn't come forward, what is, no, you know, if the victim doesn't come forward, there's no case because there is no witness. And then this one is a little different. Um, well, I was. Are there some jurisdictions where even if the the um the the person drops the charges, the state or the city or yeah. whoever still goes after them, right? Yeah, I mean it's in most of them. You know, especially okay. you know it's most cases. It, even if the victim drops, it's a criminal case. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they have like the domestic violence, the separate. Um, you know, moving forward on the like a protective order, but then you know, there's there's also the criminal assault case. You know, mm-hmm. that has whether, she, you know, she wants to cooperate or not, they're going to go, for, you know, the prosecutor's going to pick up the case. They're going to go forward. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, if they're not, you said they're married. If they're married, yeah, they are married. Then, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was to make sure that she would not be a defense witness or she couldn't mm-hmm. be compelled to be a defense witness. But like I said, I mean, you, I saw the video, you saw the video. Mm-hmm. Um, they really don't need her as, as, you know, a witness. Mm-hmm. There were other people around, you know? So <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, Fab. I don't know, Emily. I, um, you know, I was a bit disappointed when I heard it. I mean, and I, you know, I've been through that. So I, I know it, until you're good and ready, yeah, it, you know, no one can tell you how, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen and how you're going to move forward in that relationship till you're good and ready to leave. Yep. Know with a, with a clear exit strategy, mm-hmm. you're gonna stay exactly where you are. So you know, mm-hmm. good luck to both of them. Yeah, and good luck to both of them. And, and I, you know, I hope what comes out of this is that Fabulous gets some sort of therapy treatment um, to deal with whatever issues he has. And Emily, I just, I just pray for your safety. Right. I mean, it's some, it's some clear anger issues there, and I, I think that's what came across on that video watching him out there with her family there. And, you know, I'm just, the, I, I thought about, I guess that was her mother. I mean, her, her father and her brothers that were mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And how helpless do they feel? You know, because you have this, this man who is attacking your sister or your daughter. Mm-hmm. How helpless are you when she turns around and, and gets back with the dude? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I got a funny story. I don't even want to tell it. Cause <laughs> but it's but but like you said, you know, when it's 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 when you're in a situation where, you know, you have family members who are involved in situations like this and you want to help them and you want the best for them, but it's like you kind of got to be like this is your fight because you don't want to get all vested into it and then the person turns around and goes right back to the abuser. Right. You know. Right. So it's um you know, I just wish the best for the both of them. I want him to get help. I want her to stay s- safe, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. Wish the best. Okay. Moving forward. So you yeah. had, where are we at? Are we, are we, we're ratchet sometimes a little bit ratchet, a little bit woke. Where are we at now? So, you know, I really want to touch on really quickly about C- Cynthia Nixon. Um, If you yeah. guys remember her, she was part of the Sex in the City fr- franchise. Um, Now she's in another phase in her career she's she came out maybe i don't know some years ago as a lesbian 
Yeah, she got married to her wife. Um, they have a family. So now in this this current phase, she's putting her bid to um, in the governor race for New York. Um, and one of her platforms is reparations for black folks in the form of creating a legalized pot industry in New York, mm. um, specifically for African-Americans. Mm. Um, so a lot of civil rights leaders, including Mr. Uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton, um, mm. are up in arms about this. Um, you know, he, he's saying, you know, we don't need, we, we need healthcare, we need education. Um, we have another um, uh, political person, Keith Wright. Um, he's a longtime state assemblyman from Harlem. And he says that Nixon's comments, um, comment is ill-informed and lacks understanding about uh, the greatest crime in history. So um, uh, um, I'm kind of, I've, I've never, not once, uh, have heard of uh, anyone in politics bringing up reparations, a white person bringing up reparations. Right. I've, I've, especially as a, a platform for them, you know, running for office. But it's never been a, a real thing. And, you know, from what I could see and what I've read and, you know, um, so I kind of applaud her for that because mm -hmm. no one's bringing up this topic. And uh, to be honest, I'm not totally opposed to it because right. um, that industry is booming. It's, it's booming mm -hmm. and there's a lot of money involved. And if there is a, um, a specialized um, program for black people to get their license, because that, that process of getting mm -hmm. your license is very uh, intense. Right. You know, it's not something that happens overnight. It's it's a long process, even for white boys, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I'm I'm you know, I'm not saying I'm 100 percent for it, but I'm I'm definitely willing to listen. Oh, know? absolutely. I mean, I'm I agree with you 100 percent. Now, you know, I, I, I just found it funny, you know, all of our, so, you know, quote unquote, supposed leaders jumping up and saying, you know, she, this we need so many so much other stuff like this, not reparations. But like, let's keep it real. You know, mm -hmm. who? that it's it's such a it's such a booming industry and it's about to take off and mm -hmm. who what what people are more oppressed by the criminal justice system because of uh uh marijuana related infractions and all mm -hmm. this other stuff so we're not we're now we talking about the business side of it if we have right. a, uh, some sort of into that mm -hmm. and you have this and this uh, how ironic is it that there's this white gay Mm -hmm. um, celebrity, you know, who was on Sex in the City for what twenty, almost twenty years, mm -hmm. is, um, you know, actually coming forward and she, she's the one who said it. Like it, it's a form of reparations. It is, yeah. you know, to to get. So I, I, I do. I kind of, I, I applaud her, um, for even coming up. And it's, you know, it's a small thing, but mm -hmm. can you imagine the effects of it and the money, you know, that you know, and how um, financially successful. You know our community is people in our community can become because of this so i, I mean i'm yeah. i'm on board I, I think it's a great idea you know you can say what you want about it you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i'm on board too i want to hear more about it because mm -hmm. um you know if if in the in the traditional sense of getting reparations you know they're not going to just hand hand out money to us you mm -hmm. know right um I'm, I'm 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 open to it so come on cynthia come on yep. good good yeah give her give her a hand so yeah okay all right. Um, so I did want to, I mean, I, I think it's it's worth mentioning, although, like I said, it's like every week we have, you know, something it's along the same line. So last weekend, a, a young black male, 
uh, in North Carolina was taking his sister to the prom or maybe meeting her after the prom or something like that. So they went to the Waffle House afterwards and the police were called on the young man because there was some sort of argument with the staff. And so there's a video of a cop choking the young man and slamming him to the ground. And it was posted, of course, online and it went viral. Have you seen the video? Yeah, I watched the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched I watched the video. So supposedly the young man, he took full responsibility for whatever argument happened inside the Waffle House. But he says that the officer's actions were, of course, unjustified. And now the police are investigating the incident. So what do you think about that? Oh, it's excessive force. You know, I look mm-hmm. at this video and this is like a kid. You can this is a yeah. kid in a kid's body. He's probably 150 pounds, maybe soaking with 160 pounds. And this is a big cop that's on him. All that force wasn't necessary. Right. It just it just wasn't necessary. Um, I, 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 I don't know why that why they were called. I don't know what happened to, that led up to that. But that force wasn't necessary at all. No, yeah, I mean, it's. Do you think it's it's some sort of racial profiling or other than I, other than the use of excessive force? Now, what do you think about that? Being as a white cop, and that's always going to be kid. my initially. That's always probably going to be on, on my mind uh, when it's that type of scenario where it's a uh, a white cop and and a a black person, because um, that's kind of what it always seems to be. It's some sort of racial profiling. You know, the cops are being called on black people for barbecuing um they're called the the cops are called for college students sleeping in a common area Mm -hmm. you know know, they're called there and and i don't want to be funny but um (laughs) there's this picture floating around of this woman uh (laughs) looking at a poster of um what's that show on netflix uh uh, what's the name of that show on netflix i don't know for white people uh oh uh Dear white people? Yeah, dear white people. And she's she's like has her hands on her hips and she's looking at this poster and somebody wrote a caption. She's trying to figure out a a, a way to call the cops on this poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see on social media there were uh, it was some funny memes that popped up, you know, on the frivolous occasions when white white people call the cops on black people. Uh, another one I just saw was there's a picture of the march on Washington and that lady and then there's a page they they inserted they photographed they photoshopped the picture that that white lady who called the cops on the people for barbecuing <laughs> trying to call the cops. On her. <laughs> Cause they know be they be some cop calling people. Man, oh my god, oh just. And that that gave me some um some laughs though just looking at the um some memes that were coming up on that like white people call they will call some cops on you they are quick quick for it quick that with it something. so so yeah so yeah that was that was one and then I did want to for the woke minute um just kind of touch on the outcome of uh the Pentagon uh, research, what they did. So they basically did this long investigation um, about the ambush. I don't know if you heard about this, but the there was a uh, counter into counter something fight that happened in Niger. This was probably like maybe eight or nine months ago. So the Pentagon did invest investigation because we actually lost. They said that it was four American soldiers. I actually think there was more than that. Um, so the question was, what were we doing over there in Niger? There was some sort of special operations going on. Um, 
And what they are saying is that, you know, they have found that there are these ISIS cells that were um, grouped in Niger, which is the mm -hmm. country in, in Africa, and that we, you know, counterterrorism, this is our, this is America's way of fighting terrorism. Um, but there's been so many conflicting reports as to what actually happened because it seems like there was this this huge um, fight and gunfight and there were a lot of lives lost. And the Pentagon has been trying to figure, you know, come up with, I think, a way to explain to the American people, like, why are we even over there? Why do we have troops that we send over there? It, you know, they're saying it's it's to fight uh, terrorism. Um, but I have my own thoughts on it. Um, is a little different than that, you know, if you know about the area or this region in West Africa, that it is basically, it's a cornucopia of minerals and, and natural resources. You know, there's there's oil there, there's gold, uh, there's natural gases. I think there's uranium there. So we've had US military occupation there for, for a very, very long time. We actually have bases set up there and you know, I think to the American people, what we're told is it is because of our, you know, our fight against terrorism and, you know, to stop these terrorism, terrorist sales um, from from forming and in fruition. But I think it's more about, you know, mining those natural resources mm -hmm. or protecting, you know, protecting them. It seems like um, whenever, you know, we have these uh, coups that are happening against the government. So whenever there is the Pentagon is going in and whenever we have our troops set up, um, then there's some sort of, you know, I think we control the governments over there. You mm -hmm. know, that's so I, I think there's always a backstory, especially when you have to wait. You know, I think we waited like eight or nine months for the Pentagon to come forward with a with a, an official report as to what the hell happened over there and why mm -hmm. do we have troops over there? Um and you know what has been the outcome of this investigation, and it's just not very really clear. Um, but like I said, there's always a, a backstory. You know, when you go to these um, countries that have these resources, and then you know we say we're setting up there in the name of fighting terrorism. So I just wanted to mention that because I think it's um, you know this is what this is what we do, and I hate saying we, but this is this is what America this is what America this is what we this is what we do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if there's anything that, um, you know, if we're talking about finance or, or capital, we, that's where we are, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's going and, you know, plummaging and, you know, ravaging a country, we'll do it in the name of finances, you know, in the name of money, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, it's always, that's always the underlining reason. You know, we always say we're doing it for democracy or we're doing it for the, the good of the people or whatever, but it's always about the money. There's always a bottom line. Uh, and it always mm -hmm. leads back to money. Yep. And, you know, I think that's, those are the interests that we are, that we're following. We're not, it's not about, you know, keeping the country safe. And I think that's what they, this report has kind of, you know, put in so many words, but it's like, get out of here. Y'all know you're over there and you know what, what that country has. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you can't tell me that, you know, you found ISIS over there, or did you find oil? You right. <laughs> Which one was it? Let's be let's be for real. So, um, yeah, I just and that's this is probably going to be like an you know, I just want to kind of touch on it as as you know as we start to, as we go along and we talk about it because I think it um it it affects us. Mm -hmm. So, all right, moving forward, I think have we come to the dick minute? Have we come to the weekend dick report? I'm ready. We have. We have. She ready. She ready. 
So this question actually comes from one of our male listeners. Hey. Um, and hold on, let me get my notes right. Hold on, I was, I just had it. Hold on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it comes from one of our male listeners, and this is the question that he has. Um, I've been involved with my lady for a while, and sex is always good. Um, and she says it's good for her too. Um, but recently we were having discussion about, you know, about sex and what we like. And she recently told me that she doesn't always have an orgasm um, from sex, but she insists that she is satisfied. (laughs) So (laughs) is that, you know, is that possible? Um, If she being honest, um, can can women be sexually satisfied without having an orgasm? So that's the question that he wants. Like, you know, I guess he's concerned that, you know, you know, because for men, they, for the most part, they always orgasm. You know, they always, you know, they always. Uh, yeah, I don't think they fake it. I don't, I, I, I don't think so. Okay, so his question is if, if she's lying on enjoying sex without having an orgasm. Yeah, th- I guess that's his question because he's, con- you know, he's concerned that he's not pleasing her and she's not, you know, she's not really being honest that she's being satisfied. So he wants to know, is it possible to have an enjoyable sex life? Yeah, without having an orgasm. Oh, okay. So. Well, all right. So I, I love, in my opinion, uh, I think the simple answer is yes. You know, I think for maybe it's different for women and most women, and I can only really speak about me and, and the women that I've heard from, but you don't necessarily have to have an orgasm every sexual encounter would be great. And I think it would be nice, Mm -hmm. but I, does it always, always get there? Um, I mean, I I don't, I don't, I don't think you necessarily need to have one every single time. it, It would be great. But I think there's, there's something with the intimacy of, of sex that it's not the same. It's not the same as an orgasm, but, mm -hmm. It's it's an enjoyable feeling, and so it's like a it's like a five on a scale of one to ten. So without okay. it. it's a five on a one to ten. So that's yeah. I mean, it's like midway. Like it's still that's enjoyable. That's a fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, maybe let's say seven. Let's say seven. Seven. All right, okay. like a seven seven point five. I mean, okay. So I think for me, like it's you don't have to have one every single time but mm-hmm. every other time every other every time other there time. needs to be an orgasm in there somewhere just just so to keep, keep the numbers right we're back at 50 percent now oh, <laughs> <laughs> look you answer the question i'm just giving i'm just talking about where i'm coming from baby um, you know better let, well okay i know you're the connoisseur right so let's Okay, <clears throat> so let me get fix my clothes. Um, so okay, I can only speak for myself, but I'd like to have an orgasm, <laughs> and, and and if I don't, I'm kind of annoyed, you know. <laughs> God. and I'm, and it doesn't it doesn't happen all the time, um, but I like for it to happen at least. 80% of the time. Okay. Wow. You know, like 80% yeah. of the time. And you know, I and I think it, I just but that's not to say I I it's not to say that I haven't had sex that was enjoyable where I I didn't have an orgasm. So um, so it is possible that she is telling the truth 
Um, yeah. And, and it's good that you guys are having this conversations about sex and being open and honest about what you want. So if, if the, if there's, if that's the case where she's, you know, she's not always having an orgasm, then the conversation can be, what can I do to make you reach that point? So mm -hmm. I think, I think these conversations are good. Um, and it's possible that she is enjoying having sex with you because it, it it's also about the intimacy of it and how she feels about you. And, and it sounds like, um, you know, you know, she has, maybe she has deep feelings. I'm assuming that um, she has, you know, she has feelings for you. So, and that, that also makes sex good when you're with someone that you care about and that you want to be with. Um, so, you know, mm -hmm. I think you guys are at a good point. Um, just continue the conversation and, you know, she could be being honest with you about it. Um, but yeah, you know. I, and, and I, that's what I, I think for women it's, it's different. Like you don't, it would be great to have one all the time, but you don't necessarily, you could still enjoy the act and you could still enjoy the intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I do think she's telling the truth now. Can that happen forever? I don't think so. Forever? Forever? <laughs> no. No. Um, no. I, you know, I, it just, I, it makes me think of, I, I was dating this guy and I told you this and he, he didn't like giving head. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was like, you know, sex was like no orgasm. It wasn't bad, but it was mm -hmm. just like, and you know, of what I found myself like after a while, I was so turned off by him mm -hmm. and, and he was fun and, and, and great in every, in every other direction. He was a great guy, but that right there, because mm -hmm. you refuse. So you you're not getting you're not you're not getting me to orgasm you know mm -hmm. penet with penetration and then mm -hmm. on top of that you're not giving head you don't want to yeah. give head What's oh man point? I was mean to him at the I, like that just was like I, ugh. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't couldn't do it so but let me let me say something else and let me I, I need to get your input on this because mm -hmm. it's kind of I can't I can't really make sense of it in my head so my ex i we we've been together for over a decade and with him he was very attentive sexually so you i had put the disclaimer out there girl you single ready to mingle go ahead yeah single ready to mingle <laughs> so um i not all the time i i, I you know i climax with him but I'll, i would say maybe 85 90 percent of the time i climax however i wasn't all the way sexually attracted to him if that makes mm. sense but i but we had a pretty good sex life which is interesting fast forward to uh, should i say fast forward to in the future <laughs> or in the past that in a safe zone so and i and then i, I became intimate with someone who i was highly sexually attracted to Mm -hmm. more like I've never been this attracted to someone sexually mm -hmm. I haven't had an orgasm however it's probably one of the best sexual experiences very weird okay I mean I, it's, it's weird and and maybe it's because I, I don't know I, I don't I can't even really wrap my head around it of why it's working out this way mm, I, I, well that's that's interesting because and and I'm kind of almost scared to have an orgasm because I think I just might lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it all the way real, right? I'm I'm kind of like nervous because I'm like if I'm like that's I'm, it. Like what you could <laughs> pack your bags. I might not ever see you again. <laughs> right. 
I ain't never let that nigga go. <laughs> so it's kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. So, you know, I don't know. Can you, can you make me understand what's going on? That you are, you are sexually attracted. Well, you're very highly attracted to someone who has not made you orgasm. Right. But the sex is great. Okay, and this is what, but you, but that's what I'm saying. That's this what that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the same thing that you can enjoy. This is just like the the young man who ha, who's you know girlfriend is saying ah, she doesn't she doesn't orgasm, but it's it is great. It can be, especially if you know all the other pieces are put together. So you know, just you're with someone, and like I said, and they, you're vibing with that person. They're making you laugh. You're having a good time. It's great conversation. You are attracted to them physically. All of that is in place. Then to me, yes, you want to have an orgasm when you have sex, but it's like not the end all be all because everything else is kind of in in symmetry. And mm-hmm. that's it's kind of like what you know how you're saying it that all these other pieces are falling in place. If that man, if you get that last infinity stone, we might never. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. What, man, oh, Earth may be no more. You might blow this shit up. Then that's and that's real. Like it's so, like, it's like winning the Mario game. What? <laughs> I won. Like, what? Girl, that last infinity stone who got that stone <laughs> they don't even need to come together like Voltron <laughs> you, you don't even need that in your life <laughs> I just I just feel it's just it's just interesting to me that I was with you know I was with someone who I always climax with for the most part but I wasn't but you wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. that sex attracted to him but somebody who I am super attracted to and I, and I have it it's just it's just weird but yeah, and but but I think it just it's a testament to what I said. I I said the same thing. If you know, if you everything else is in place, then not that you don't need it, but it's just like, you know, because I and and on the other end is like, like nigga, if I'm not attracted you to you like that, then you better have some bomb ass something. Like we better, <laughs> you better make my eyes roll back up to my brain. <laughs> something. I mean, it's you know you got to make up for it somewhere. So, yeah, I think that's 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 completely and totally natural. And I think that is just the it just shows the kind of creatures that we are. You know how we are. We're living, breathing, sentient, sexual human beings. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is you know how how we how we operate in different ways. So, yeah, attractiveness is a motherfucker. It really yeah. is. Because mm-hmm. you know, and once it hits you in a certain place, it's like I, I'm, I'm just like I've lost control of my bodily functions. I don't even know what I'm, what I'm doing. I'm saying right now, man. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, like, man. I look. I, there was, I. It, you know, it makes it whenever I we start this this dick weekend dick minute, and I'm listening to myself, and I'm like, God damn, she's got so many different stories. Like, who is you? Oh, she's a whore. She's a whore. A whore. That doesn't sound like so more hurtful. Oh like, man, you say like, she's a hoe. Okay, she's a hoe, but right, no, but a she's whore. a whore. With a would you throw <laughs> coughing up phlegm? <laughs> but wait, I was I was just thinking there I, I was dating this this guy who I swear it was just like the best 
orgasm I've ever had in my life ever. Mm-hmm. And it was it the best. And I would drive anywhere for that. Like I would get in my car at 1.30 a.m. in the morning knowing I had to be to class the next day and I would drive 200 miles oh, to go wow. with him. Just sneak in in the morning and girl, get back out and, and try to make the morning traffic back, <laughs> back to school. That's how crazy. But I'm like, you know what I'm saying? When you lose your, mm-hmm. your, your a little sense of self a little bit, you, that's why I'm scared. I'm I'm like I'm too old to be doing this shit. I'm too old to lose my mind over some dick. But Lord, Man, have mercy. when you when you have to step outside yourself and give yourself advice, like now, come on, girl. You know you, you know you shouldn't be doing that. Over this nigga. What would your mama say? For real, you have to sit back and give yourself some advice. Now, come on, girl. Mm-mm. You can't be doing that, girl. I would. Oh man, I would. I would burn up the road. You know, cause mm-hmm. we, just like okay, in the middle, in the middle of the night, like, cause it was just that good, girl. Mm-hmm. Scheming and doing all kind of, um, trying to get myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord. So I, so I know. Mm. But it was just that good. Like it was just that good. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, did we did we give some good advice? Are we just? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We talk in circles a little bit. I think we answered the question. I hope, <laughs> sir. I, I hope we did. I, well, I, but I want him to know that what she said. I do believe that she was being honest with him, and yeah. Um, if they're if because they're in a relationship that is so much more to him that he shouldn't worry about, um, you know, whether she's having an orgasm every sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. So. But look, yeah. you, but work, but you, got, you got work, you got work you to do, do the work. You sure do. You have That's work to do. Practice, yeah. It's all good. And ask her what she likes, you know, yeah. this what, what I, get I like having, I like, you know, being able to be open with my partner about what I want and what he wants so that we can, mm-hmm. we can be the best sex partners yep. for each of you, for each of for each other. <laughs> get all them infinity stones together. <laughs> Go make, make a bracelet out what of What movie is this from? I have to watch. Oh my god! If you don't stuff. stop with with Who the uh, Avengers, girl, you didn't see Avengers? Oh, girl, I'm not gonna watch that. I'm gonna fall asleep. No, you gotta, you really? gotta see it. It has it has like, some great meetings. Just please, just get on board, please. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm such a Marvels fan. I'm I'm such a fan of the whole franchise. I've seen all what 27, 22 oh, movies. Really? Yes, it's serious. So oh. the affinities, you got to get all the all five infinity stones so that you can rule the, the universe. <laughs> so anyway, um, all right. So we have come to the section of the show called I Reminisce. Oh, wait a minute. Are we going to yes. do the, the oh. business? The black business? Yeah, first? we'll do it at the end. Yeah, we'll do it at the end when we shout out. Oh, okay. Shout out. Yeah. So for right now, we are... <laughs> Let me Take get back in my back, please. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm the one that keeps written notes over here, okay? <laughs> All right. My bad. <laughs> okay, so for this one, we are going back to 1996. Woo! Where Lil' Kim Hardcore came out. Girl. And oh. Big Mama Thang. By Stretch Armstrong. You remember that was the hit she had with Lil C's singing the hook, and then Jay Z was on it. And I want to say that was like right, right around the time of Reasonable Doubt. He was like brand new. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I think I was, I was in, was I in high 
was I in high school? I was in college. No, this was I was this was my second semester freshman year. I yeah, remember. so that's right. Yeah. So this, this was college time, and I just remember this was the first time I heard. Oh man, hold on. It wasn't my freshman year. It's my sophomore year. Sorry, had to be clear. But go okay. ahead. Sorry. This was the first. <laughs> it was college. This was the first time that I heard a female talk as dirty man. as she did. And it was just, it was just so fly to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when she when she came out, she was like, I used to be scared of the dick. <laughs> now that was the shit. Like, like a real bitch. bitch. Have a Get a jack me. Take it in the bud. Yes, yes. Girl, and I had to get a lesson on who Heather Hunter and Janet Jack me was. <laughs> like, what? Like, a whole world opened up. Like, this, mm-hmm. this was the whole a whole world opened up so it was like you know the cross section between porn and and black uh you know black womenist and you know just you know asserting her her, her femininity and then it was mm-hmm. dirty and it was raunchy and she had lyrics for days and i was just you know you remember the album cover and you know she's squat open with, with the, and, <laughs> and you know what I think up until that point, a lot of, especially black women, we didn't really outwardly talk about giving head to men. Hell it was no. always, it was always something that you know, if someone says she sucked dick, it's always looked down upon. Whereas white girls been doing that shit since middle school. No, they did. They invented that shit. So, and and remember, like this was around the time in music where we were kind of doing a roots and a roots and culture kind of thing. You know, like it was. So in my opinion, it was very, you know, the natural and the kooky hats and, you know, so nothing wrong with that. And that, it was a great time, but you didn't see women asserting their sexuality in this way that was, to me, very powerful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like she, she took whatever, um, you know, I mean, and she's the first one. I saw she had panties on, you know, like she, she would perform in panties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in mm-hmm. her underwear. That iconic poster she had was on every male's dorm. Yeah, <laughs> it was on their wall. I'm trying to think what um, was that the Source magazine or what magazine it was where it was like a two page and you mm-hmm. had to fold it out and yep. <laughs> like you know this, that that was Little Kim. So you know people can say what they want. There's there's a new Kim out. I, I think that's a clone. I don't even think that's really her anymore. But this was the Kim that I that resonated with me. I still love me. Kim. I still, I still. I, I always have a love and respect for her because nobody. She has did. morphed into something almost unrecognizable. However, I still love the essence of Kim. I love her. I will oh, always. Yeah. Love her. Oh yeah, I mean, I just love Bahamas in the spring. Baby, it's a big thing. Can't tell by the diamonds in my ring. That's how many times I want to come. Twenty-one and another one. You know the importance of coming. Go ahead, Kim. I got to talk. Just, just the symbolism, and it was just like you know, don't be afraid of that. And you're right, like that. I never, I never heard about women talking about coming. You know, and it was, it's plenty women after that. You know, and this is. We wouldn't have a Nicki Minaj if there wasn't a Lil Kim, and I hate that she does not, you know, pay the right respects. Yeah, it's almost the the things that she does is almost just like it's not even almost. It is a spit in Kim's face, and that's I think that's a, a huge reason why I just really can't rock with Nicki because she blatantly bites off of Kim and doesn't pay homage to her at at all. And that's and, and you know I'm like well maybe because she's young, but I'm like Nicki is like 35, 36 years old, so yeah. You know, she definitely was around in the era with with Kim when Kim was 
ruling it and nobody i can't i was just i was trying to rack my brains on like who did it like kim did look Kim. i can't think of anybody yeah and foxy was out at that time um and i, I like foxy. and i like foxy too yeah i like and i, I really kind of want I, I listened to um a few years back she did a, um an interview with combat jack rest in peace to combat jack um, and I, I really want her to come back out and like her and Kim do like a tour or something like perform together because they were really iconic for the 90s for, for women. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm so that is the reminisce, you know, with, you know, I play with my bushy. Tell me what's on your mind when you're telling me the pussy. <laughs> is it marriage? Oh, it is. Baby <laughs> carriage. <laughs> <laughs> <A> lot of that. <laughs> So big, big up to look. Yeah, I, I have such a love for her. And she defined a time for me. Like that was, 1996 was such a time for me. You know, just, I mean, you know, the college years were mm-hmm. a time of really defining who you are. So when this song came out, you know, everybody was playing it. And I was, you know, banging it in my little Acura Integra. Girl, that was such a that was just I know we just keep talking about the 90s mm-hmm. hip hop, but that was just such a good time for hip hop. The the mid 90s. Really God, it was so much good music out. So much good music. It really was. So Ooh. big ups to little Kim. Golden era. Big up Kim. Yeah. So what else do we have? Um yeah, we're at the end. I guess it's the end. Okay, so we're oh, we're no, no, no. Real quick, I, I, you, yes. I, I just, you just mm-hmm. sparked something in my mind. So now, New Edition is now, um, they're going on tour. Uh-huh. However, <laughs> um, Johnny Gill and Ralph are not a part of it. So, so they, sh- they should stay home then. Don't, don't. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. They should stay home. I heard they, they, they fired Ralph. What kind of shit is that? Well, why? Did they say why? I, I didn't I didn't hear why I don't understand why but I'm really I'm like there's no tour unless they go out as BBD how you, how you um, how you fire the lead singer and don't right. replace him <laughs> who's gonna sing who's gonna sing right and now that I think about it right who's but you know if you really think about it honestly they really could do it you know um because it's BBD and then there's there's um there's uh Bobby Brown who if 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 he can withstand the whole tour, you know, oh, they both girl. have um, solid bodies of work um, that they could perform on. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I, you know, Ralph to me, I mean, you have new edition, but he, he's gotta be a part of it. You know, yeah. I can, I could take a leave Johnny Gill, but, but yeah. Ralph. Yeah. So I think, you know, instead of trying to rebrand them as Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky and Mike, I think it should just be BBD and Bobby Brown. Cause, cause you know. Oh, so you're four. Okay, you're four of them going out and. I actually went to see them. They did this girl. It was part of my um my grown and sexy uh tour that I had going <laughs> on. <laughs> it was the only grown and sexy shit. So mm-hmm. I saw them. I I actually didn't see Bobby Brown, but I saw um BBD and they you know they still yeah. getting it. They, they still, still got yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them still before. getting it. And they it's worth a show. I, I just. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear new edition without Ralph. Yeah, that part, and that's why I say they should just they should just go out on tour as BBD and Bobby Brown, and not as new edition. That's okay. what I'm saying. All right, I get it. Okay, yeah. so um, I like how you inserted that right at the end, but that's good. <laughs> I just thought about <laughs> while it. we're here, <laughs> while we're here. All right, so um, I think we can end on on that note. It was a good show. What do you think? Yeah, it was a All great right. show. So let's, let's let's pay the bills here. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast in the Apple Podcast app. 
or Google Play, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, as well as iHeartRadio. Uh, please share and recommend us and leave us your reviews. Uh, you can also visit us at that's what I'm saying podcast.com to learn more. You can also send us questions there. You can shout us out on Twitter. Our Twitter is that's what I say three. And of course, we also always shout out our super producer, Vegas World Inc. Um, yep. And you can find him. Where can you find him? On Twitter. On the, twi- on the Twitter. On the Twitter. He's on Instagram too. Oh, Okay. Yeah, Vegas World Inc. on Instagram and Twitter. He on, he on Instagram. He on the gram. Okay. <laughs> he on the gram too. Okay. Shout out, um, <laughs> And as so, and what we promise is that at the end of every show, we want to big up a black-owned business. You know, each one we're gonna support. We're gonna show our support. So the first one that we're gonna do it is the True Products Company. It is the first major black-owned, eco-friendly laundry detergent company. Um, it is owned by three black brothers, and it's an Atlanta-based company. Um, and you actually, we use some of their products, right? I use the cleaner. Yeah. What do you use? I use their laundry detergent. Uh, I've been using them for a couple of years now. Um, I found them uh, on Facebook. I think someone had maybe did a did a post on black businesses and, and that one was a part of their write up. And so just, you know, I wanted to support. So I ordered um, like a bottle of it. Um, but I'm a repeat customer. I buy it for my family members. Um, I love it. It smells great. It, it cleans. Um, and, you know, I always want to support black businesses. And this is one I can definitely support. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, and their website is www.thetrueproducts.com. That's T-R-U-E-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S.com. So that's it. We are at episode nine. I'm just so proud of us. We have, mm-hmm. damn, we consistent as a motherfucker. Yeah, we are. And I'm, I'm telling you, if it's not me pulling Sean, Sean is pulling me, but we are consistent. <laughs> it's been week nine, this episode now. We have not missed a week. Hey, we're doing it. So, yeah. all right. Well, till next week, we will catch y'all all then. Have, all right. a, have a safe one and be blessed. Be blessed. Good night. Okay.